Hey everybody, welcome to episode 174 of I'm So SureCast. I'm your host, Jamal, here with Tim Sullivan. Hello. And Chris will probably come walk through that door any minute. Probably will. At some point. He's a little tardy. Maybe many minutes from now, who knows. He's a little late. A lot of people have said he'd be here, but he's not. But maybe he's coming. We're not sure. We're going to wait and see. So what's new with your boy? Dude, listen, right? Fine. Last week, on Friday, yeah. did we do anything? No. I got takeout. Oh, yeah. Because Leo, we tried to cut one of Leo's nails. That's right. That's when that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he, uh, the dog just started, uh, the dog flailing. Yeah. And nicked one of the quicks in his fingernails. Yeah. Cause you're trying to cut him, but he moved. He moved. So then we had to go to the Bulger, um, emergency vet, which is where the old showcase was one through four. Right. By the Starbucks. Make it like a stub. And uh, so we went there, got him bandaged up. And then uh, by the time we got out of there, it was probably like, I don't know, 730. We were literally covered in blood. Jesus. And so I was like, let's just get takeout. And that's what we did. What'd you get for takeout? Uh, we got a pizza from Romano's with a side of chicken wings and Holy mozzarella sticks. shit. Are Sorry, f- mozzarella. Mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. Wow, dude. That sounds great. And by the way, we're not... I mean, it's it's a pretty egregious meal, but I can't eat mozzarella sticks post COVID. That was one of oh, the ca- right. that was one of the casualties. So I get the chicken wings, and then she gets the mozzarella sticks as a side. Right. So it's not completely egregious. Did you save any leftovers for Jake? I did not. Okay, fantastic. Which I apologized for when then, I saw him. Then Saturday, dude. Saturday was a day. Saturday was quite a fucking day. Great day. Fantastic day. A lot of people. Saturday was excellent. So the whole thing was... It's nice to have a day that goes according to plan and a little better. Oh. oh. Well, you know, a couple things could have gone better. Right. But the the general um, golf portion was great. Right, dude. And you were on time, too. I was on time. Because his whole thing was like... Because Annie and Nicole were meeting you at your house. So Tim was very regimented with the arrival and departure times as he needed to be. Yeah. If I'm not at a golf course, at least 25 minutes before we tee off, I, it ruins my fucking day. And he arrived exactly when he said he would, which was super impressive yep. with a car full of three chicks. I arrived. Yeah. I think I wanted to get there at 1045 and I think I literally pulled in at 1045. I'm pretty sure you did. Um, so it was great. We had a, um, we had Mike Frazier, yep, yep, yep. Rini, Sean, oh, yeah, yeah. Dave, mm-hmm. Eric, mm-hmm, yep. Kenyon, you and I. Yeah. And it was great. It was fantastic. It's nice to see people that are typically on the reserve side get a little cocked, you know? Right. Mainly mainly Eric. Right. Always great to see Eric getting cocked. Oh, it's the it's one of my favorite things ever, to be honest. He was cracking me up. But um we Played at Pease. I woke up the next morning under my bed, which I thought was weird. Pease in Portsmouth there. Yeah. Alliteration. Where where's the galaxy again? Um, on Orion's belt. <laughs> nice. Uh, so we played at Pease, right? So through the fucking through the the front like Actually, I have my scorecard here, but I'm, I'm not even going to get that into it. Through like the first seven holes or so. Yeah, you were striping it. Dude, I was the man. I had like four pars. Yeah. Oh. And then I I kind of blew up on like nine and ten. Yeah, but you shot a 42 on the front. Yep. Hold up. Wait a minute. Which was great. Fantastic. I ended up shooting an 87. Yeah, and I was with like three blow up holes. Yeah. Could have easily been an 84. So it's basic. I'm. Ba- I basically shot a 79. Yeah. If if Cooch played the round I played, and you asked him what he shot, he'd say a 70. Oh, if four. It, exactly. If, so I basically shot a 70. If Cooch played like you played, he would have broke 80. Right. Um. Right. Yeah. And it was great. Oh, it was fantastic. We uh, Mike Frazier had us take fireball shots on the third hole that fucked me up. 
Yeah, that's when my game went. I to guess shit. it was like the fifth hole, and I was like, I'm not even gonna drink. And then, well, because I got a little lazy after that. Yeah, that's how. That's what happened. Because I like to drink a little bit because I think it makes me better at golf. I'm less um, cerebral. Yeah. In in more ways than one, but there's a fine line. It's a tightrope dance because you wanna you want a little bit of fog so you're not hovering over the ball thinking of a million things. You want because confidence begets. Good scores, right? Yes, bigots get good scores. Yes, exactly. I'm confident in that. But the um, thing is, when you get a little loopy, like a little lightheaded, mm. then you're fucked. Right. Yeah, this year I haven't really been drinking during golf, and it's been paying off. Yeah. And I didn't plan to the other day, but... Well, as, as, when in Rome, you know? Right. And as soon as Mike Frazier left us the... The fireball shots. I was like, okay, I'll just not take it, and he won't know. Then we get to the next hole. He goes, did everyone take him? And we're like, no. He's like, all right, well, let's take him now. Yeah, no, he like, goes, all right. When we were on the green of the fourth hole, or the uh, fifth hole, I don't thought it fucking matters, but he was like, you, that's when he was like, did you guys take him? And we go, no. And he goes, yeah, dude, no pressure. Like, whatever, I just left him there. And then when we're on the next tee box, two minutes later, yeah, it's like, all right, we're doing it. Yeah, taking a shot. Yeah. Um. You know, but it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Okay, yeah. And I, then uh, I got a fucking a turkey and cheddar wrap at the turn. Oh man. Oh fuck, that I thing about was that. fucking good. You got it. You got turkey between two slices of bread, didn't you? I did, which is great. But then the um, the, oh the fucking the the Dijon didn't have a cap, right? So I went to shake it just like instinctively, and I shot a wad of mustard all over like my fly area of dark navy shorts and it sucked because I brought another shirt for later after golf but not shorts then when we met back up with uh, the sandwich is good all I wanted was a bulky roll with turkey in between we walk in the room and Karen goes what is on your shorts she goes ah yeah it's mustard she goes it doesn't look like mustard yeah which I uh, knew she was going to comment on I mean, she was right. It looked terrible. Oh, it looked awful. Um, but luckily, when we moved the party back to Haverhill, I like shit. could Moron! sneak away and change. Yeah. Right. Because I don't want people looking down there and saying, This is a giant cock. Just yeah, embarrassing. You, you don't want people knowing that. Yeah. Uh, then um, we had a nice little impromptu uh, Wang's table send. Yeah, well, we went to downtown Portsmouth after the round. After the round. Right. I'm skipping ahead. I'm so sorry. Went I'm to TJ's. So yeah, so I thought Eric was going to be sleeping with the fishes after the round. And then we're at TJ's in Portsmouth. And Eric was like, all right, we're going to go down to Haverhill soon. And we were like, oh, you are? And he was like, yep. And we were like, what, dude? And he was like, I know, right? It was crazy. It so was. It's crazy, man. Crazy, Cra- man. Jamie, pull that up. Crazy, man. Jamie, text Eric. Um <laughs> <laughs> It says here that Eric was actually really drunk and thinking about bailing, but Alyssa talked him into it. Oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Jamie. Um, Yeah, so then we went down to Haverhill. (laughs) Worst impersonations ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I had to say that's Jamie so people knew. I think my impersonation of Jamie doesn't sound like him, but it's... um, it's a it's a better impression than it is an imitation. Meaning, right. I think I capture how boring his, his teenage awfulness. Right, dude. Right. I, 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 only people like Nick Natale like Jamie. He's a fucking tool. He's not great. He's boring. He's I don't boring. mind him. Like I would hang out with him. I'd be I nice. See, to I him. wouldn't hang out with him. I'm sure, he'd be nice to me. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. I would hang out with him. So if you know, I don't know. It was getting light out, and the uh, the blind in the window across from me was like letting sun in on one specific line, and I could go, uh, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> that was such a bad joke. Oh, listen, I get it. That was great. That was fucking great. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then uh, went to Haverhill, Wang's table, ate some of that shit. Yeah, got, got fucking cocked. Eric, rem- Eric continued to get, get cocked. Yes. I finished his whiskey. I said, Eric, give me that whiskey. Oh, yeah. I forgot Jeff Wayne gave us whiskey. I go, Eric, give me your whiskey. And he just looks through me and just hands it to me. And I was like, yes. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, the Wangs, Jeff Wang kills me with the whiskey. And it's always great. The whiskey's always good, but I don't go to Wang's table for lunch. When I arrive at Wang's, it's usually the last hundred yards on a marathon of drinking. Right. So the last thing I want, sweaty, coming off 15 beers, is like a nice smooth glass of whiskey. I want something with like a straw and ice. I also love too how, like in theory, the whole point is... To, to upsell us on this whiskey that we've never tried, right? Yeah. So then maybe next time I come in, I go, oh, I really liked that whiskey you gave us last time. I want that again. Right. But he never fucking tells us what it is. No. I have to, every time on the way out, I have to ask him what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's always like, oh, it's about 715. I'm like, I don't even, I wouldn't know how to. Yeah, well, with me, I, I think he knows you, he should be telling you this because he definitely knows you're a whiskey guy. Whiskey. With me, it's now just like an on. It's like a, an ongoing joke. You want whiskey? You want whiskey? Because he talks me into it every time. But ironically, he screws his bottom line the most because, him giving me a twenty-two dollar glass of whiskey, um, negates me drinking like three twelve-dollar Sapporos. Right. So he's actually hurting his bottom line. Right. Giving me whiskey. You have whiskey tonight. That was like a French. That was like Jacques Wayne. Yeah, why can't I do it? I can't do. Oh, you have whiskey. That was a little better. I can't do it without uh, sounding horrifically offensive. Right. Because I have to go full cartoon to get it. <laughs> I look over and you're just like pulling your eyelids. <laughs> yeah, in. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we did that, then fucking went back to the house for like a bit, and then fucking fucked off pretty much, right? Yeah, I think that was it. Then the next day, dude, was Sunday. Yes. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, fun day. Um, I think I did laundry, did a couple of things, mowed the lawn. I think I ran four miles on Sunday. I ran four miles on Sunday. Jesus. I don't know how you did that. Dude, I don't know how the fuck I did it either because I was fucking hungover. But, um, and then Kev kept mentioning pizza. He was like, oh, I'm craving pizza. And all the group chats I'm in with him. Ah. I was like, you know what, bro? You've talked about pizza enough that now I fucking want it. So if you bring me a pizza, I'll eat it with you. A lot of loyalty for a hired gun. <laughs> and he's like, all right, cool. I'll go to Spaziano's and bring one up. And the whole thing, I was like, listen, at like one slash two o'clock, ideally one o'clock, I'm going to the fucking the deck to meet the Sullivan. You, Mike. The Sullivan Driscoll party. Yep. And um, he was like, no problem. I have like a hard stop. at." He said, I have a hard stop at 2.30. So I was like, fantastic. And this is at like 11. So I'm thinking Kev's going to be at my house at 12 o'clock with a pizza. At like 12.45, he calls me. He's like, bro, Spaziano is closed. Like, what else? How can, dare what you? else can we do? And I was like, fuck. So then I tried calling like Nico's up here. Closed. Everyone's fucking closed. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, it's, it's almost one and he hasn't even like left yet. So why don't I just go to the area of the deck now? Because I knew you were at fucking. I dropped the girls off at brunch. Yeah. And you were at Portside. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Jim was at Portside by himself. I'm like, let's just fucking go there. Go there. Have a beer, dude. Got yeah. I got a fucking hamburguesa. Yep. Tim Jim got An a, hamburguesa. a steaming hot cup of uh, clam chowder on a yep. nice 90 degree day. Yep. Kev got this gigantic plate of buffalo tender or barbecue tenders. Oh, dude, it was great. It was even, it was almost better than pizza. Right. Did it scratch my pizza itch? No. But was it good? Yes. Yeah. And it's nice to relax with a beer instead of just, you know, eating pizza somewhere. It's true. It's so fucking true. And then I was like, all right, let's go to the deck. Cause at that point it was probably two ish, something like that. So I'm like, Kevin, are you come? Are you coming or going? He's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come, but my phone's dead. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna come. He goes, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna charge it at my car. So then, he ah. like, sits in his car, turns it off, starts charging his phone. I'm like, Cool. Well, I'm not gonna like, um, I don't want to stand here for thirty minutes while your phone charges, and so we're gonna go over there <laughs> <laughs> to the deck, meet us in there. And he was like, Perfect. I'll be in there in a little bit. Great. Going to the deck, 
And again, the deck is maybe a football field away. If that. From where his car is. Yeah, yeah. So go to the deck, start getting fucking cocked. For the folks at home that haven't been to the deck. Drinks are flowing everywhere. The I'm, beers are flowing like wine. I'm having Sam Summers. And I don't know what it was because when I was, when I dropped Karen off at brunch, so I was trying to figure out what to do because I knew I had like an hour and a half to kill before everyone was going to the deck. So I was like, I'll just grab a, f- I don't know, I felt like shit. Not like hungover. I felt like, uh, you know, I won't go into it, but it would have sounded like this. Oh, Jesus. So I'm just driving around and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to just go to Portside and I'll just grab a beer and some food. Anyway, by the time we got to the deck, halfway through that first Sam Adams, I felt fucking great. Oh, yeah, dude. Because it was great because I had enough booze to to, uh, give me that hair of the dog... uh, you know, panacea, but I wasn't drunk. Right. So I was, I had a clean slate of just feeling great oh. and knowing like, all right, we're going to be here for a bit. We can fucking loosen up. When we first got to the upstairs of the deck, I felt great. Yeah. There's nothing like a clean drunken slate. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. But anyways, the beers are flowing like wine. Jake's drinking a blue fish bowl with Swedish fish in it. Yeah. Did it actually have Swedish fish in there it? There were Swedish fish in it. Jesus. Um, Kibba D. How did Nitwit like you get so Kibba D was there fucking cranking beers. How, and how does... The deck is a very, very popular place. Yo, yeah. Um, they don't have Crown Royal. Yeah, what's up with that? It's very strange. It I'm really Not is. that I'm a Crown guy, but Crown Maybe. is like an insanely popular... It's like not having Kettle One or something. Yeah, or Jack a, Daniels. It's a staple. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that thought that was weird. Fucking literally a staple. I woke up the next morning under my bed, which I thought was weird. Um, so then we proceed to get cocked. Yeah, we got cocked up up on the top floor. It was really windy, and then Tim's cousin was there, who's not twenty one, but apparently you can't get up on the top deck if you're not twenty one. Didn't fucking know that. This is another fucking thing. Like so ten stupid. ten years ago, they would go, "Oh yeah, she's with her family." Who gives a yeah. shit? Both her parents and she has aunts and shit. Nobody's going to let her drink, dude. It's fine. And again, this is at like, what, two in the afternoon? On a Sunday? It's the Lord's Day? It's the Lord's Day, dude. We're up there doing the Lord's work and you can't just let a fucking like 17-year-old up? Like, what's the problem? The lawyers really have ruined this country. <sighs> but anyways, eventually. So then, the, so there was a table downstairs and we had a table upstairs, basically. And then eventually we're like, well, we might as well join with everyone. So let's go downstairs. And upstairs is way cooler. Yeah, way cooler. Like downstairs was more hip because that's where everybody was. But we had a big enough group where we could have turned upstairs into this very comfortable oh, yeah. lounge area. And there was that mediocre singer-songwriter. Yeah. Guy. Can he play guitar? Yes. Yeah. Can he sing? Sure. Yes. Was there something about him that nobody liked? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And I hate doing that because... um. I don't know. I don't actually think I'm a hypocrite on it because no. if someone said the same thing about me, I'd go, yeah, dude, I get it. He had no... Uh, nothing about his performance was unique. He right. had no like emotion in his singing. And he was too eager. He's the kid like everyone's hanging out yeah. at at someone's house in high school. You You come back from the party and then everyone's like, oh, let's go to Chris's house. And uh, it's kind of mellow now. It's like 1.30 in the morning. Everyone's just kind of chilling. And he's the kid that sees a guitar in yeah. the corner and picks it up and starts playing. Those kids are never really good. Yeah, the the whole meme about kids playing Wonderwall, that, this was the kid. Yeah. He definitely has played Wonderwall at parties at least 30 times in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, fine guitar player, fine singer. Fine, just fine. Just wasn't that good. Right. You know what I mean? Very robotic and emotional. Also, they should have had a fucking band up there, too. Oh, yeah, dude. You know what I mean? It was also windy as fuck up there. The other thing I realized, not that I came to this revelation then, because the port side had a band, like, uh, I think it was a three-piece band. Yeah, reggae. I just don't like... It's not, all right, here's the deal. I used to listen to Bob Marley's greatest hits. Oh, yeah. Love Bob Marley. Right. Respect him. Oh, sure. 
he's like the only reggae guy, and I think it was because he was actually a good songwriter, and they just they just put everything into a uh, reggae time signature. Yo, yeah. But you could tell they were otherwise good songs. Yep. Like, people can cover Bob Marley, and you're like, oh, that's actually a good song. It doesn't need to be a reggae. What is reggae? The fucking four or five or whatever. I forget what you fucking call it. Yeah, whatever. It's on the... Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, after like three songs with reggae, I'm like, enough. You're like, I get it. Yeah. I really get it. And so, I don't know why I brought that up. Uh, I think you're just saying you don't like reggae. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm trying to make a stupid opinion seem more important. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, the deck has a has a... A great spot for a, a fantastic band. deck. The only thing is, it's not very accessible up there. There's no elevator, I don't think. Oh, there's got to be a service elevator. There might be. Because how'd they get all the fucking furniture? Isn't there a kitchen back there? It might be a kitchen. Yeah. Or maybe but, you only eat downstairs. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know either. Doesn't either way, matter. started getting cocked upstairs, continued getting cocked downstairs. Then we took shots downstairs. Oh, uh, yeah. We were trying to get a buttery nipple. Yeah. But apparently they didn't have any butter. So we had to get a green tea shot, which was fine. It was good. Yeah. Reminded me of a Washington apple, kind of. Yeah, the green tea shots are good. So when we went to Nat, when I went to Nashville, people listening are probably like, dude, I've known about that for fucking 25 years. But it was my first time. When I went to Nashville, that was all the rage. So that's what we drank. <laughs> I really only do shots on vacation, typically. I don't like to do shots ever, but, uh, all of my, uh, hangovers have a direct straight line correlation to shots. Right, dude. I can get hungover without shots. Yeah. Yeah. But anytime I take a shot, I'm getting home. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so then after that, we're cocked. The party disperses. Yeah. Everyone starts leaving probably around six ish. Yeah. Something about that. And it's, this is all for Annie's birthday. So we're like, Annie, what are we doing next? Where are we where are we grabbing dinner? Right. And we came up with the Sylvan Street the Sylvan Street cockfuck. This is a giant cock. So we go to the Sylvan Street grill. And we're like, you know what? It's freezing in here. It's nice outside. Let's sit outside. And the lady was like, You want to sit outside? We're like, let's sit outside. Yeah, sitting outside was cool. And she heard us bitching about how cold it was. She goes, Do you guys want to sit at the fire? Because they had a little fucking table with a literally a gas fire in the middle. Yeah, that was much needed. And we're like, you know what? Yeah. Why not? That was great. Because I almost bought a sweatshirt fuck. <laughs> but didn't. No, because once they cranked the fire on, I was like, oh, all yeah. right. And I already had a sweater on at this point. I know. I was jealous. I thought ahead. But sat there, enjoyed a nice meal, some drinks, some laughs. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, we just hear, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and lots of just chairs falling over and... And, t- I watched, and glasses tipping over. I shit. watched it the the whole time. I missed the whole thing. What happened? So this guy gets up and um older gentleman. Yeah, he was probably in his sixties. Um <laughs> easy guys. Come on, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, Aegis. Um so he gets up from the high top table and then just he was like a you know, like a newborn deer, just the second he stepped, I think he went to go to the bathroom, but he turned around to say something. And when he pivoted, he kind of, I think he wanted to grab like the table to like stabilize himself. Yeah. yeah. To like stop himself. And then he just, once, once it started going, it's like, you know, when you're running down a hill. Oh yeah. The, the way you're going to fall is if you try to stop, Yeah, you, you have to just see this thing through. Yo, yeah. And so that's what the guy was doing. But like running down a hill backward. Yeah. He was like, I know I'm going to really fuck myself up if I try to stop myself. So I just need to see this thing through. Yeah. And then, so he took like three big stumbles and then just hit his head on. I think it was like on the base of our, um, fire pit table. Jesus. Like it looked pretty bad, but the guy got up right away. And, um, and he goes, you want me to call nine one one? And we go, Annie, and then she said it again. Yeah. And I'm like, Annie, 911. 
which of course uh, blossomed quite a discussion about calling nine one one too soon and blah blah blah. All right, here's the thing: when you fall in public, right? Yo, yeah. And I'm not talking about some drunk college girl in high heels. I'm talking about a guy in his 60s, presumably out with his wife and their their couple friends. And he didn't crack his head open. There was no blood. Right. He got right up. Everyone gasped. His family members gasped for two seconds and then went, all right, it's a It's a deeply embarrassing thing. And the worst thing you can have is someone, a stranger, going out of their way to call attention to it and making this thing a huge deal. <laughs> Like, all you want to do when you fall or if you're choking on something or whatever is, like, all right, let's just minim- let's minimize the attention on this and just move on. Yeah, everyone forget what you just saw. Yeah. Nothing to see here, folks. And I got that she meant well, but I feel like it was, um, I don't know. She pulled the uh, 911 ripcord a little soon. Yeah. If I wanted to be an asshole, this wasn't, this obviously she wasn't going to be an asshole. But if I wanted to be an asshole, like if I saw some guy fall, yeah, let's say uh, uh, Mark the Shark's on a date and he falls, yeah, and I want to be an asshole, Just a little trip. Uh, do you want me to call an ambulance? Like, do you, <laughs> do you want me to call nine one one? Are you, you okay, buddy. dude? That was, yeah, I would keep making a big deal out of it. Right. So that's what I was trying to explain to Annie. Which makes sense. I agree with you. And then the two guys next to us started giggling along giggling along i think because of uh my censuring annie's 911 um uh, basically like a cat call with 911 yeah and um i don't know so i fucking hate when if you're at a bar even then okay when when a conversation flare happens where now you're talking to someone next to you oh yeah there's an art to it like you you kind of you make the jokes you you see that fizzle out it's like a roman candle you know it's it's a fun sparkly thing and then it's just gone yeah and then if you know five minutes go by or whatever and something irrelevant happens again you know you can look over and say something right but you're not just in the conversation now, right? but the girls, I feel like mainly Annie basically hitched these guys to our table, to our wagon now. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so this is a party of five now <laughs> because of a fucking few giggles. Well, six, but yeah. Was there six? Well, cause we were four. Oh yeah, we two. were four. This is a party of six. And, um, you know, I was just like, I mean, they're, they're super nice. Yeah, totally fine. But I'm just like, okay, so this is a fucking thing now. Yeah, it was a thing. And, and uh, go ahead. And then Annie, after talking to them for a while, texts us and goes, you know, while talking to them so that they can't overhear what she's saying about well, them. Well, and I know you're going to say, so just to add, so when we asked them where they're from, one of the guys <laughs> said he was from Merrimack. Yep. Which is where Annie and I grew up. Right. Um, Texted us and said... I feel like these guys are snipers that just did a job at like Washington DC or some shit like that. And they're just like hiding out. And then she goes, I know this kid from somewhere and he's pretending to not know me. I, he's lying. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, huh? Didn't you want you the one who invited these <laughs> fucking guys into the, um, so then after dinner, of course we're all cocked as fuck. We've been drinking since one o'clock. It's probably like nine o'clock at this point. We're like, well, let's go to Loser Circle. Yep. And then, of course, we're nice. We're like, if you guys want to come to Loser Circle with us, please feel free. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to Loser Circle and notice that there's two Jeeps following us. Check, please. We go, wait a minute. Guess they're coming. Going to Loser Circle, start playing some pool, have a couple drinks. Yep. Start chatting it up with the, with these gentlemen. And now we're in an atmosphere where it's it's way more appropriate to be chatting with them. Right. And there's Chris. Hey, buddy. What's up there? Shh, we're recording. How you doing, man? Hey. So at the loser circle, it was fine because... That's- <laughs> oh, also, funny story. 
So Chris had heard us talking about the loser circle at one point. And <laughs> I don't know if you would you mention it to like those people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like an area of. And she goes, wait, did they mean winter circle? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, we could technically call Salisbury Center the loser circle, also. That is true. Yeah. But um, yeah, winter circle playing pool, fucking all well and good. One of the kids is pretty talkative. Little mildly, um, I don't want to say he's macho. He's just regular. He's just a regular guy. And then yeah. the other guy is very sweaty. Very sweaty. And I start noticing, you know, I'm like watching him a little more and I'm like, I think this guy's gay. And uh, nobody else at that point, I think, had had that thought. Goose pimples. And just fucking put a pin in that. Also, why are you gay? Two episodes ago, just so you guys know, the uh, backpack full of cash that Karen thought she had from the casino. At the end of the night, we dumped it out at Loser Circle. There was $31 in the back. <laughs> I never took the pin out when I put the pin in on that fucking episode. You ugly. So we're chatting it up, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I want to skip too much shit, but eventually we leave. Or I left early, actually. I left before everyone else. Because I was fucking cocked as fuck. They got us like fireball shots that I didn't want. It's Sunday night. Oh, we took shots there too? Yeah. Oh, God. I was like, don't fucking get me one. It was Sunday night at like midnight, one. dude. Yeah. I'm like, I have to run tomorrow, you know? I'm not trying to do this. Yeah, what the fuck? But so I left, and then I get a text message from either you or Annie that was like, so you know those guys? And I was like, yeah, one of them is gay. And they're like, how did you know? Yeah, I, like, I, I, just... didn't, I didn't pick up on that, because I wasn't really talking to the sweaty guy. Yeah, I could just see it on his face. Because the one guy was like confident. He had, fa- he had resting gay face? Making jokes and blah, blah, blah. And the other guy just seemed really insecure and sweaty. And yeah, he was I, very I just sweaty. thought he, I was like, this kid's gay. I know it. Turns out I was right, dude. Wow, dude. So I have gaydar. Why are you gay? You I do have, have gaydar. Accurate gaydar. Um, yeah, because I didn't pick up on that at all. I just thought he was kind of a, I don't know. But I guess he was talking to the girls for a while. For a while, yeah. And the funny part of all this is that the, the night started with Annie being pretty sure that these guys were like murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we find out at the end of the night she like gave them her number. Yeah, she's like in a group chat with them. <laughs> Awful instincts. Yeah. After her telling us that she uh, had given an Uber driver her number that she totally regretted. So we were like, oh, okay. So you learned your lesson. Like, don't give weirdos your number. Yeah. Then the next day she gives two same weirdos Same day. Oh, yeah, right. Same day she said it, she regretted it. I guess it is the same day. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Because no. the Uber, I think, was... Oh, no, I think you're right. It was after midnight on Saturday, meaning Sunday. Right. So this is inside 24 hours. Right. So third time's the charm, I guess. Terrible. One more time and she'll be like, all right. And she's obsessively listens to like true crime podcasts. (laughs) Like what? Uh, So stupid. But so I guess she technically got three guys numbers on her birthday, two of which are supposedly gay, but maybe not. Oh, yeah, that Uber driver said he was gay, too, right? Yeah, but then started hitting on her as soon as he had the number. So he's not actually gay. Oh, it was a Trojan. And maybe the straight guy brings the gay guy to Sylvan Street Grill. So the girls are comfortable. Yeah. He's got GBF. Yep. And gets their numbers. That would actually, I mean, it worked for him on Saturday or Sunday. Sunday, yeah. And then I woke up Monday, hungover as fuck. Didn't even go for a run because I was so fucked up. Had a horrible day. I remember waking up on Monday feeling fine. What the fuck? And then and then at like one o'clock, I was like so tired, so sleepy. Yeah. And then that was when I started to realize, oh, yeah, I forgot I stayed up till fucking one in the morning doing yeah, shots. Dude, I can't fucking do it. I can't. It's too late. So well, tired, especially so when you're day drinking because that was a... That was twelve. That was twelve hours oh, of day dude, drinking. We did it again. We fucking did it again. We go on so many tangents that we didn't even finish the story of being at the deck. Oh, 
So we're like, Kev, meet us over there. He's like, I'm going to f- charge my phone. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We'll see you, We'll see you over there. So then we go up to the second floor. The beer is flowing like wine. I've had, I don't know, fucking three beers. And I'm like, where the fuck is Kev? Yeah, at that point, it was like two hours after we left him. At least, right? Well, so at this point, it's probably one hour. Or maybe one hour, yeah. So then I'm like texting him. I'm calling him. Nothing. The texts are showing up green. I'm like, there's no way his phone's still dead if he's been charging it for an hour. So I'm like, I'm kind of fucking worried about him. I'm going to go look. So I I leave the deck. I walk back out to the parking lot. Kev's car is still in the spot. I'm like, maybe he's sitting in it. I look in the car. There's no one there. I'm like, what the fuck? So he's missing, but his car's there. So then I start walking back. In the fucking parking Nazis. Yeah, at, yeah. At, uh, at Portside. Portside. They're like, hey. Is they really do have like guys in crow's nests. Oh, yeah. Literally. <laughs> staring down. They're like up on a fucking balcony. They go, you go to the deck. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, you got to move that car. I'm like, well, that's not my fucking car. I don't car, know why so. they had to put a, a red laser pointer on your forehead when they're yeah. talking to you. But. but both times we got yelled at, we were just like made up some bullshit excuse. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they have no they, backbone. Anyway. so easy to... Uh, assuage them it's like yeah it's not my car they're like oh okay have, have a green oh night. sorry man um yeah so kev's completely missing go back i'm like i can't find him still again calling text so him. his car is there his body is not his body is not which is even weirder continue drinking maybe it's two hours later now two, he finally like responds what's the spongebob thing oh that's two weeks later right 20 minutes later yeah you can do that you yeah. just can't do jeff wang i can't do you want to drink a whiskey? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Um, we'll have to review. We'll have to review the tape. And then Kev goes, "Sorry, boys, had to step out for a minute." I'm like, "Wait a minute!" You like step out onto Route 110? Going missing for two hours and then leaving isn't the same as stepping out for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all right. It's is it still an Irish goodbye if you leave and your car is still there? <laughs> Uh, but it turns out he was still alive, which I was very happy about. And um, yes, it turns out he did charge his phone. That's great news. But he never made it to the deck. Wonder where he was. The deck parking sucks. It's such bullshit, dude. Why? And and to be honest, I don't really blame the port side for being nuts because they must just get fucked all day. But yes. But also, nobody's ever in port side anyway. I know that is true. And the deck has all this, like, the thing that sucks is they have this huge, like, fire lane. I know. That's gigantic. That, like, could fit fucking, like, 30 cars. Yeah, I know. But they just can't fucking use it. Well, they must be intense about all the um, marshlands and all that, too. Like, there's probably nothing you could do. Intense? No, it's a deck. Oh, no, no, no. You you thought I meant, t- like, inside tents, like camping tents. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but the, um, I don't know. I agree. There's no one in Portside. But it's kind of one of those things where if I had a giant driveway and I was 80 years old and had no fucking friends or family. Yeah. And my ne- next door neighbor was constantly throwing parties. And there's no one ever in my huge driveway, and they started parking there. Oh, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, dude, but it's fucking mine. Yeah, I feel like that's the port side mentality. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, dude, no one's actually. It it would kind of help their business because every time someone drives by, they're like, man, that place always packed, huh? Right. It could also be kind of chicken and chicken or the egg thing, though. They're like, well, we're not packed because people keep parking in our fucking parking lot. We're not right. We're not packed because the deck steals our people's parking. Right. And then, or are people stealing parking from you because your parking lot's empty because no one's there? Right. That's the chicken. Right. Or was it the egg? It was obviously... Right. It was obviously either. Right. Well, see you later. <laughs> um, What else, dude? Well, it kind of, when I was thinking about when you said I ordered a... Uh, a <laughs> piping hot clam chowder on a hot day. Yeah. But it's weird. So, you know, when you're kind of in a, uh, like a half conscious, half uh, sleep state where yep. you think of stuff, whether it's like jokes or observations, and yep. you think you're like a fucking genius. 
Yeah. And then you and then you're like in the shower thinking about that. You're like, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> One of the things that I was like, I may have already said this too, but this is my sleepy revelation that I had that I thought was brilliant. Okay, so when you go into places, like at the beach, especially up here, um, when you go in, it's freezing because there's just they're just blasting air conditioning. Yep. So if it's 90 degrees in Seabrook, in Salisbury, in Amesbury, the restaurant's going to be freezing and you, you need to bring like a long sleeve shirt or a sweater. Yeah, yeah. In the winter... You have this nice, cozy heat whenever you walk in, and it's so comfortable that you you can wear short sleeves. Yep. So, in my sleepy state, my revelation was: so summer is actually colder than winter. If you're indoors. Well, I I just thought it was like such a brilliant observation. I remember you I, saying that, going, "Yeah, yeah, dude, totally." <laughs> But it doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't. So anyway, so tired. I mean, if it's in theory, you're correct though, because if it's it's summer, it's ninety degrees. Your AC is on like sixty eight. If your Kevin's on like sixty four or sixty one or something fucked up. Jesus. But if it's winter, your heat's probably on like seventy. Right. Yeah, so in the winter, you pay to keep your house at 70. In the summer, you pay to keep your house at like 62. But if your house is 62... Well, 68, but yeah. Or 68. All right, yeah. If it, if your house is 68 in December, you're fucking pissed. Right, it's freezing. It's freezing. And if your house is 68 in August, you're like, oh, thank God. This is so nice. Yeah, I wish it was kind of cooler. And if your house is 72 in the summer, oh my God. Yeah, you're like, Jesus. But it's got to be... It's got to be that you know you can get reprieved from this by stepping outside. Like, uh, it's got to be just that you know outside is the extreme opposite, and that's what makes it not that bad. You know what I mean? I think I know what you mean. Maybe it's a survival instinct, because when, when your house is cold in winter, your your brain is going, dude, we could fucking die. This is actually not good. This is the opposite of enjoyable. This is scary. Right. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's the only difference. That could be it. In the summer, you know you're not going to die if your room is 68 degrees. And in the winter, you're kind of concerned that you are going to die. What does it all mean, Basil? (laughs) I still want the clip to say basil. I know. Like, that's one of those things where I start to think the clip actually is way different than it is. We could have Uncle Mike dub dub over it. Oh, that'd be great. Hi. Hi. New in the building? Yeah, I just moved in Monday. Oh, you like it so far? Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody's been real nice. Well, that's because you have big jugs. (laughs) I mean, your boobs are huge. I mean, I want to squeeze them. (sighs) Oh. Mama. <laughs> After the, uh, the, the punch, punch sound is that yeah, fake. Horrible. Oh, man. He was the best. Probably still is. It's too bad he lost his fucking mind. Yeah, it's gone. Um, I'll check the emails, but I'm pretty fucking dried up here. Yeah, me too. Let's see. I mean, uh, I think we pretty much talked nonstop. If there's emails, that'd be great. Let's see what we, what we got here. Danny Bergeron. If you guys do a Darman video series, you should do a video about pronouns. Title is Cisgender Male Doesn't Give a Fuck About Your Pronouns. <laughs> Tim Early could play a transgender with full beard dressed in drag, and Tim Sullivan can spend the entire video calling Early Dude, even though he's clearly dressed as a woman. Early would get all offended, and Tim Sullivan would mic drop the end of the video saying, I don't give a fuck about your pronouns. I wonder how long before that video gets flagged on YouTube. Would would be a good social experiment, fuck. Yeah, it's interesting because I think um, if you played it straight, just like that, I think you'd get away with it because the assumption would be we made that video to make me the bad guy. Well, you need, but you need, so they would think we we're agreeing with them to fit the um, 
you know, to fit the structure of a Darman video, though, something needs to happen at the end that makes the guy, the asshole feel like an asshole. Right. I think Danny's saying if if we made that premise, but it was like sympathetic to me, the cisgendered guy, then I think it would get flagged. But if you just like told a flat story, didn't take sides, I think they would assume we agree with Darman and all that stuff. True, dear. So you see. But what happened next wasn't shocking. <laughs> yeah, but is Darman ever shocking? Well, the hilarious part is if you told me the um the white guy making the Muslim eat pork video, <laughs> if you told me those that guy actually makes videos that parody Darman's videos, I, I would believe it. Like if we tried to make a a, a video mocking Darman, I don't think we could do a better job than no, that video. Really couldn't, especially that kid's fucking acting was was. <laughs> and they a found the and two itself. least attractive people imaginable. Yeah, um, yeah. The the white guy making her eat pork. Um, first of all, I don't even get the <laughs> premise because so Darman at least, um, you know, starts with a. Uh, stereotype or a uh, a racial attitude that at least generally speaking um, on some level exists uh, and then he just makes it totally ridiculous and, and makes scenarios that never happen but you at least know uh, certain people in the world have these attitudes they would never behave like the dark main characters but with this one I don't even get the premise because the kid's not um Islamophobic because he's obsessed with this girl he knows is Muslim. Right. Like he wants, he deeply wants this Muslim woman to be his girlfriend. So he's not anti-Muslim. Until he finds out that you don't eat pork? So, yeah, so the video, um, I don't know why white guy and Muslim girl are in the title because the race is irrelevant. It's just a story about a fucking lunatic who's jealous of... Of a of a girl, and hates vegans. Yeah, well, I don't even think he hates vegans. I think he just he felt slighted that she wouldn't eat um, food from the restaurant of which his family owns the whole thing, <laughs> and then um, and then was eating from the same restaurant um, after that is just a video of terrible unattractive actors acting out some sort of creepy stalker scenario right anyway i digress uh, actually I, we gotta know that guy's name he's better than dar man um better for comedic purposes meaning he's the opposite of better what is it all right so white man but dude there's serious uh money in it uh dar man makes so much money i'm gonna say dar man is one of the richest youtubers uh Right now. It's such a shame. I mean, what does he have? 15 million subscribers? Dude, he's got to be pulling down, what, 28, 29 Gs a year? 29.5. <laughs> um, let's see this guy's name. He's probably making millies. Life Lessons with Lewis. Lewis? Yeah, Darman's better. He has a one point, uh, so one, one million subscribers. Lewis does? Um. Yeah. How many does Darman have? Like 10 million? Oh, wow. A Muslim woman, top comment, criticizing this. Oh, really? Yeah. Love it. You love to see it. Dude, all the comments. Yeah, wait. So I don't know. This guy goes, some of the best satire I've ever seen. Um, Do you think it is satire? Just... <laughs> One guy goes, eat that pork, you Muslim got me. <laughs> um, this whole video had me laughing so hard. Nice work. So maybe he is took her idea and is just making <laughs> I don't satire know, videos. though. Because you would think the same of Darman. Right. Like, I think this kid saw what Darman was doing and said, I got to get in on this. I don't know. Although, like, though he's so close to Darman that if it was a parody account, 
It would make so much sense. Right. How many followers does Darman have? Uh, I mean, subscribers. Let's see. Um, Darman has 16.6 million subscribers. Jesus Christ. Which is huge. Didn't fucking even Casey Neistat have like in his... I mean, he probably... He doesn't vlog anymore, but he was probably the biggest YouTuber for a while, right? Yeah. Or had to be up there. He's definitely up there. Um, so Neistat has... 12.4 million. So wow. Dar- Darman's got, uh, got more than uh, Casey Neistat. Good Lord. All right. Well, um, that's a good suggestion, though, Danny. If I wasn't super, I would maybe produce those videos. Like, I wouldn't star in them. I couldn't be in them. There's no way. Because either people don't know I'm mocking them, and then I become another Darman. Or I'm appreciated for my comedic satire and then my entire fucking life is destroyed. Right. So it's kind of, I'd maybe be a, you know, silent partner if someone wanted to make you those You like videos. Huey Lewis on the news? They're okay. All right. I think that's it. Right? Yeah. Do you definitely agree? Yep. Um... They'll agreed. Oh, if, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask? Pig fuck! Oh, such a satisfying... Oh, I'm so angry. So tired, so angry. All right, that's it, dude. Fucking uh, next week, we'll talk about nothing again. That's going to be great. Next week, we're going to have a lot of your favorite... Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of something cool. Remember when we used to have guests all the time? Oh, I remember that. That was crazy. Huh? I don't know. Well, it stopped with COVID and then... And then it never started again. Yeah. But maybe we should just start it again. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll fucking do it. We'll have DJ Petty on next Tuesday. Fucking do it, fuck. This is the story of a girl Who cried a river and drowned the whole world And while she looks so sad in photographs I absolutely love her when she's dead, I mean, blind. I woke up the next morning under my bed, which I thought was weird. I can be so insincere. Making a promise is never real.